Well, both uh, Michal Natan and uh, Daniel Zaks are in our studio. I told you we're going to have guests from Kiryat Shmona all the way up north in Israel speaking with us at JM and AM today, and they are here. Before we start our conversation, I do want to note for this uh, audience, especially those of you who've been longtime listeners, uh, that Daniel Zaks has a distinction in that he is a uh, grandson of a Helen and Richie Starshevsky lucky guy, and, and that means and that means that uh, listener Moshe and listener Aliza and their families, uh, no doubt, are tuned in this morning. And of course, they have a long time association with JM in the AM. Michal Natan, shalom, welcome to JM in the AM. Boker tov, and shalom. Da- and Daniel Zach, shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, thank you. How are all the relatives doing? Everyone doing well? Everyone's good. <laughs> Your grandfather was the uh, was the lead musician at my bar mitzvah. Accordion? On accordion. So imagine, <laughs> imagine, you're, you're, you are related to uh, a, a living legend, to say the least. Uh, all right. Why? You know, it's funny, and I'll, I'll start with Michal, who was the uh, resource development director for the uh, Kiryat Shmona Hezri Yeshiva and for the program <clears throat> called Bitzur. You know, as a kid, Kiryat Shmona to me and people my age meant one thing. You know what it meant? No. It meant the Friday night attack in Kiryat Shmona Ma'alot that was, uh, what, 40 years ago about? Was it about 40 years ago? Yeah. And that was an attack that took place in the Ulpana, if I'm not mistaken, in one of the Shivot, right? There was a Shabbaton in one of the Shivot in that area. And it was a terrible, horrific episode. And for years, that was our reference, young kids, that was our reference to the area of Kiryat Shmona and Ma'alot. Yes. Today, thank God, people think a lot of very different, wonderful things when they think of the neighborhood of Kiryat Shmona, right? Right, or absolutely. The city, or the absolutely. city, I should say, of Kiryat Shmona. Yeah. Let's do the geography first. How far is Kiryat Shmona from the northern border of Israel? 600 meters. That's it? That's it. In, in uh, Kavaviri, like, you know, in air. Yeah. Yeah. But if, well, let's say three kilometers if you need to Right, if you're, if you're going drive. on the road. Yes. And, and, and again, you know who you're speaking to. This is mostly an American audience, so you have to put this in perspective right. for us. Okay. How many hours would it take to drive from Yerushalayim to Kiryat Shmona? Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. And, that, yes. and then you're on the northern border the of Israel. Very northern border of Israel. And, and in the era that I was referring to, let's say the 1970s, how many people were living in Kiryat Shmona and how many people are living in Kiryat Shmona today? So today there are 25,000 people in Kiryat Shmona. Wow. And, uh, Back then was a few thousand only? Uh, yes. That be, I, would, I would say about... Ten to fifteen thousand. And what is the attraction? What you know, for for us as Americans, it's hard to understand this. You know, we're gravitating toward Yerushalayim, Tel Aviv, and Beersheba. Why would somebody want to be up in Kiryat Shmona, that far away from the center of Israel? First of all, it's part of the most beautiful places in Israel. Wow. The the view and the you know you are very relaxed there. It's a good atmosphere from, from, from the viewpoint of view. Right. But our neighbors around there are not so great. <laughs> right. And sometimes they bother us. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. But the people there are really with lots of Mesirut Nefesh. And they want to live there. They love the place. They want to develop the place. And actually, uh, as I am presenting the Yeshivat Esder of right. Kiryat so many of our alumni, after they get married, they build their houses in Kiryat Shmona and stay there Till today. Till well, to- one, one second. We have a perfect example here. Right. How did Daniel Zaks, who, by the way, folks, is wearing a Detroit Lions cap, if I'm not mistaken. How did Daniel <laughs> Zaks get to be a resident of Kiryat Shmona? 
Um, in 12th grade, I went to check out a few yeshivas, and Kirash Mona was the one that I most connected to. And you were living where at the time? I was living in Modin. Wow. And you went all the way up there to see what's going on? All the way up. Uh, in 12th grade, you go check out a few different places. Right. And what I really loved about Kirash Mona Yeshiva is, is Rav Jory's um, philosophy about bringing, Jory, yeah. about bringing the Torah down to, to our everyday lives. And that was something that I really connected to. Then once I stayed there, I went through the army, through the navy, got engaged, and my wife was very happy to come up and study in Tel Chai. Where is your wife from? Originally London and also Modin. Also Modin. And and what do you mean, you army and navy? What did you just say? You went to army and navy? I went to the navy oh, and to the, the army. Say it again? The navy is part of the army. Oh, they, like I, I understood. So as part of the mil- mil- the armed forces, part your, of the, your responsibility was in the navy. Yes. And that was for how long? That was for almost two years as part of uh, the Hesder program. Right. And, uh, yeah. So you could be in Hesder and do, quote-unquote, regular army service, if there is such a thing, but also go to the Navy and other parts of the Israeli armed forces. Sure. Interesting. And uh, and now you're living up there in Kiryat Shmona. Yes. So now you're not just a, an Avreich, you're not just somebody who's studying in the yeshiva, you're somebody who's a, you know, a balabayit up in, in Kiryat Shmona. And, and you don't regret it for a moment, it seems. No, we really love it up there, the air, the atmosphere, the people. Interesting. And you don't find yourself far away from anything. I mean, you know, if my parents are listening and my in-laws are listening. <laughs> it's a little too far, huh? It's, it's a little far, but it's not so bad anymore because they, they always are, you know, renovating the roads and everything. And right. when I came six years ago, it would take three hours to drive, and now it could take two hours right. to Modin, so it's okay. Yeah, and by the way, here in the U.S., someone drives two hours to work every day. This so is what they wanted I, yeah, to I say. I don't know why they make such a big deal about this, but that's our nature. You know, make a big deal. What do they say? It, it, uh, it is real two hours is a long drive, and in America, 200 years is a long time, right? <laughs> the, the opposite is not true. Um, I didn't think when we we were told that somebody from Kiryat Shmona was accompanying Michal here this morning that it would be a, an Anglo. Now, I know you were, you are likely born in Israel, right? Nope. Oh, you were born in the U.S.? I was born in Detroit, Michigan. It, oh, that's the heads of the Detroit Lions. Hat. I don't think I don't think there's many out of Detroit Lions fans. <laughs> do, you, do you actually tune into the games once in a while? I watch every single week, and I'm going on Sunday. So you must have loved Thanksgiving Day. It wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we got that out of the way, uh, but I never thought an English speaker would be here. Are there other... Uh, Anglo's are there other Americans and English speakers in Kiryat Shmona? There's there's a bunch of uh, kids from Beit Shemesh and, and Modin and uh, I, I know, would say twenty percent of our much? students are from American families originally. How do American. you know English so well? Well, I we have been twice on Shlichut uh, with my family in what cities? In San Francisco wow. from ninety one to ninety four. Nice. And also from 98 to 2000 in Chicago. Talk and about we... self-sacrifice. That's Misirud <laughs> Nefesh. But it was very special and really we, we recommend it to every... It's not sad for you to be three years out of Israel? That's not a... It, you don't feel you're missing something? Yes, we do. But we understand what's the mission and we know that we are coming back. Right. So, uh, and that was amazing. And you know, San Francisco is totally... Different right. than any other place in the from, world from the Jewish <laughs> point of view. Right, that's for sure. And it was really doing working with lots of keruv, lots of uh, uh, students that came from the um, Russian right. Russia. Uh, Rabbi Lipner, he was the head of the school. Today he's in Israel. He's uh, they made aliyah and they did an amazing work there with you know keruv for those chevre that knew. Nothing about Judaism besides the fact that they are Jews. When you were in Chicago, did you ever visit Detroit or you never made it up yes. there? Oh, you yes, did? Yes, we did. So you're yes. somewhat familiar with that community. Yes, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're back in Kiryat Shmona. No, I live in Yerushalayim. Oh, you live in Yerushalayim. And I work with Kiryat Shmona, but my connection to the yeshiva is that my husband was at the first year, 42 years ago, when the yeshiva started. Wow. 
And my son, one of my sons, was there also 10 years ago. So you uh, know what the commute is like from Yerushalayim to Kiryashvona. Yes. Not, a, not that big a deal, right? No. Why is Nahum Siegel making such a big deal no, about no, this? No, no, no. It's here. It's in the head. <laughs> That's for sure. How many students in the Kiryashvona Yeshiva? So today we have 250 students. All and, of whom are going to the army at some point. Yeah, including them, right. yes. And it's usually this is the number we keep through the years. This is... It's good. We think this is the right number. We don't want to grow up too much and, of course, not to be less. Right. And and, uh, and it's amazing. The, the Bechurim are great and the rabbis are great. And, and as Daniel said, lots of uh, other things, that using the Torah uh, principles in the everyday life and doing lots of uh, social and uh, educational welfare projects in the city of Kiryat Shmona and surrounding area. And there are few projects that really, every time that I speak about it, I, I get excited, Michadash, uh, you know. Hey, if you were excited about Shlichud in Chicago, you're <laughs> going to be excited about Kiryat Shmona. How important is the yeshiva, and, and some people may not even realize there is an importance, so I want you to describe it, to the security of the city and area of Kiryat Shmona? This, the, the importance is... Uh, Amazing. Uh, not it's amazing. a big Tremendous. benefit to Israel it's that you're big, on the northern yeah, border. Yeah, the the army and the the city, like the mayor office and sure. all the security people there, they count on our students as first responders wow. in an emergency. And, and by the way, we should remind everybody because we when we first heard about you a few months ago, I actually said to everybody here to my staff that you know we should do a show in Kiryat Shmona. Because you guys were under attack. You guys were under attack this past summer, right? Am I right? A few months ago? If you, first of all, we are all the time here and there. We get some, uh, you know, Drishat Shalom from yeah. our... It's not as quiet <laughs> as people think it is. Uh, no. And also there is the tension that something right. will happen. And just a few weeks ago, we had... It was closer to the Golan. Right. A few... Uh, four missiles and Baruch Hashem, nothing happened. But also the, you know, Bibi Netanyahu and also the officers in the army, they say that the big... A challenge from security point of view in uh, now is the northern border, right. not even the southern border. Right. We pay a lot of attention, including us, by the way. We, we brought Joseph of Stay Road and, and Nahon, you know, that Nahon, area. We pay a lot of attention to it. We forget sometimes what's no, going on. But this north. is the big challenge. And actually, I met with the uh, officer of Kiryat Shmona, like the, the officer is from security right. officer, and he said that uh, he is missing. What was in 2006 in the Second Lebanon War, because we know what the Hezbollah has today and what right. the missiles they have and that it's going to be, chas v'chalila, but a, a lot worse. And uh, you asked about the importance of the yeshiva. So we have 60 boys that uh, are after the army, Shi'ur, Daled, and Hay, that, uh, that uh, the army, the Home Front Command, train them. Right. So chas v'chalila, in emergency time, they are the first to go into the city and to help and to go from shelter to shelter to help the people and this is by the way what we did in the second Lebanon war uh, many of the people left Kiryat Shmona to the center of the country half the country yeah, went south Nahon, yeah. and the who stayed the old people and the sick people right. and the Bechurei Yeshiva right. even they didn't need to stay because it's not their home but right. it was obvious that they are staying and they went from shelter to shelter gave medicine food they did entertainments while you were hosting people in Yerushalayim. Nahon. Absolutely. And I'm not joking about that because my brother also hosted people in Yerushalayim who they never knew, but they just desperately people needed a place to stay as they were escaping the north. Michal Natan is here, Hezder Yeshiva in uh, Kiryat Shmona, and uh, she's joined by Daniel Zaks, one of the students there who is now a Balabayat in the city of uh, Kiryat Shmona. Now, 
Why are you here? You are here because you want people to visit the yeshiva. You are here because you want people to know. But why are you here, Michal Nathan? Okay, so we are here because we want to connect people to the amazing things that the yeshiva is doing in the city of Kiryat Shmona and the surrounding area. And of course, if you will be connected to what we do, so you would like to be partner with us. Because sure. the, we do many, many important things. We get some funds from the government. We get some funds, you know, from the tuition that the parents pay. Right. But we still need to fund a third of our budget. And we really, uh, it's important for us not just to get the money. We want to connect the people to what we do. We want them to be excited about what we do. Litragesh, uh, you say excited, yeah, emotional, right? Yeah. Emotional. And there, uh, if you will give us the, the option to talk about a few of our projects, so I think you will Well, the one I read that. about is this Bitsur, where you're all over the city, it seems, right. trying to spread the word of Torah and connect with people who may not have a Torah environment. Right. So if you mentioned Bitsur, I will say that, and I, I think we, we said it at the beginning, that more than 200 families from the our alumni stayed in right. for to strengthen the place and of course there is a quality community it's important to say that the relationship between us and the local people from you know from the 50s is very special we learn from them a lot and we try to give them a lot and it's like a give and take situation and especially with the secular kibbutzim and moshavim on the border there Many kibbutzim and moshavim there. And as you know, many years, and also in other places in Israel, is um, uh, there is gap between yeah. Datiim, Elchinulim, and, uh, you know, and the relationship in, in Kiryat Shmona and the, in the surrounding area is very, very special. We offer them for more than 25 years to uh, prepare their boys for Bar Mitzvah. Mm. And it's amazing to see they want it. They, some of them are very, you know, far away from Judaism, but it's important for them to, to, to celebrate the Bar Mitzvah in a traditional way. So their boys come three months before their Bar Mitzvah, twice a week to the yeshiva. They learn one-on-one -on -one with one of our students, and we teach them uh, how to put on filling basic, you know, things yeah. in Judaism and Likroba Torah. And then on the day... That they have their mitzvah, they come to the yeshiva, they make aliyah la Torah, we make a nice party, and the bachurim are dancing. This is not unusual for cities in Israel. Many times the yeshiva is the capital of the city, and everyone it, gravitates to it, and you send out, as you said, the boys and families to, to help people, <coughs> excuse me, with ritual and, and spreading the word about yahadut, etc. I mean, this is not yes. unusual at all. We, yeah. You just want to make sure you could do this as much as possible and keep going. Right, and it's today we have more than 1,250 boys right. that did it. And I want to quote, with your permission, uh, from a mother of her, three of her sons did it. Right. And she was born in Kibbutz Kfar Giladi. So she is mamash, the hardcore of, of the Kibbutz, uh, you know, uh, philosophy. And she says, you are a fountain of healing and the remedy of people who have been used their entire life to being afraid against and resentful toward religion. We have the you have the effect of a true healer and not just of a bandaid. Yep. We have gone some through we we have gone through such an amazing internal process, and now I want to buy a mezuzah for our home. <laughs> for us, our connection to tradition is linked with our connection to Zionism and the history of our kibbutz. That's and wonderful. I think it's amazing. <laughs> um, the um, you mentioned how many 
secular kibbutzim, moshavim, are in that area. Right. And many of us might find it, you know, hard to believe that people who may not have the same ideals when it comes to, you know, Eretz Yisrael, Hashlema, etc., would be there. But nonetheless, there are thousands and thousands of people in that area, right? Yes, but the, I would say Kiryat Shmona, from the political point of view, it's a consensus. It's not, you know, everybody ah, believes. It's right. not like you, David Shomron, that right. some people think right. kacha and some right. people think kacha. So, but you are no, right. No one's advocating giving away Kiryat Shmona. Right. But on the other hand, what you mentioned now is that there is a big gap, a big gap in our political, you know, thoughts right. from the people, the Hebrew from the Kibbutzim and from us. Right. But what this lady that I just quoted said, mm-hmm. she said that even we have such gap in political views, we are such good friends that there is such a deep friendship and if we need them for a reason yeah. and they ask, we are... And she calls it healing, which means you're closing that gap, which is wonderful. Absolutely. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web and AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network and of course in the beloved and as an app, does Daniel Zaks listen to this show in Kiryat Shmona? Do you too? I have listened. You're being serious? Woo! We got listeners in Kiryat Shmona. I love it. <laughs> By the way, speaking of family, Nahum, you have to give a shout out to the wonderful community in Michigan, which made Daniel the person he is today. Somebody just wrote that on our app. Oh, thank you. I'll be I in wonder- Michigan. I'm flying there today. <laughs> I wonder who it is. And also speaking of family, I have a cousin in Chatzor. How far is that from where you guys are? 20 minutes. And meaning east toward Syria? It's a toward- little south, actually. No, no. Toward, toward, south. toward Chispin? No, no, no. To the south. Oh, directly it's, south. It's close to, to Rosh Pina. Also. Oh, so, so they're not nearly as north. We always think they're far. They're no, not, no. They're nothing compared to you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, information. How do people, you know, what we normally do, I don't know if you know this or not, Micha, but let me tell you. There are two weeks now where a lot of people travel to Israel. One of them is coming up, although it's a little less this year because Hanukkah is the last week of December, so it's a little bit less. People don't like to go away for Hanukkah. They like to be home with family. But there are people going away the last week of the year. And then in January, there's a major exodus, I'm sure you know this, of uh, people that leave in the middle of January for yeshiva break and come back to the United States toward the end of January. During those two weeks would be a great time for people to leave their Yerushalayim hotel and go to Kiryat Shmona. Absolutely. I'm being serious now because I don't know the answer. Is this something you facilitate? Can yes, you... so there is actually a brochure <laughs> here yeah, I got that, it. I, yeah, that we offer, you know, biduke those people who come to visit Israel to come for one day to the north right. and we'll host them at the yeshiva. We'll, of course, show them around. By the way, we, we the yeshiva is located on the top of Kiryat Shmona and we have a huge balcony that you can see. <laughs> you can see Le- Lebanon? Lebanon, you can see Syria, and <coughs> you can understand the fragile of, yeah. of the location where we are. And then we offer to take them to an army base right. and then to let them uh, volunteer. Uh, volunteer in one of our programs. They can and meet lo- local kibbutz members. And I think this is something very special that usually tourists don't get to do. Right. And we really invite people to come and they can contact me. So if I give that contact information, they could leave Yerushalayim early in the morning and you'll get them back to Yerushalayim at the in end the of the evening, day. evening and they will have one of their best days in life. All right. <laughs> Michal Natan invites you to meet the students to visit the yeshiva and have a delicious lunch in their dining hall, to meet the local kibbutz members, to visit an army base, to volunteer in one of the social welfare programs, to stand on the on the top of the yeshiva and see this incredible view that you just described, Har Hermon, the Golan Heights, Lebanon, etc., etc., Chula Valley, etc., etc. And uh, here's what you do. You can call 
Oh, and, and most people listening who travel to Israel can figure out how to use this phone number. You call 052-566-5461. Obviously, if you're calling the number from the United States, you know what numbers to add and to drop. But it's 052-566-5461. It might be easier to just email Michal, and that would be michal.natan.1959 at gmail.com. Michal, M-I-C-H-A-L. Dot Natan, N-A-T-A-N, dot 1959 at gmail.com. And frankly, if you leave today and you get some people to spend a day with you during this last week of December or the middle week in January, it would be a wonderful, wonderful thing. Because people, I can tell you all the places people go to. All of you, Don Shamron, Hebron, Netanya, Tel Aviv. A lot of people have these one-day trips everywhere. If so we can, if very we can, welcome. If we can make a one-day trip to Kiryat Shmona successful, that'd be amazing. That's, that would be great, and we'll be very happy to... And by the way, Daniel Zaks could be there to speak to them right, in English. Right. right? You'd, you'd <laughs> greet them in English and uh, give, give them a little tour over there and uh, and let them know exactly what's happening up there in Kiryat Shmona. And what is the... How traditionally does this work? When one finishes high school, there'll be a year in yeshiva or a year and a half, and then enter the army? How does it go? Gen- generally, um, after high school, you go to the yeshiva for a year and a half, and then you draft into the army, everyone together. Um, everyone that has a combat profile usually would go in together. Um, my year went into Golani. Um, the next year went into Givati. Every year is a rotation. And then you come back to yeshiva for two more years. It's a five-year program in the end. Um, some people stay in the army for longer, try to do commanders or officers or things like that. So, uh, are you in the system of, um, how do you say Miluim in English? Reserve. Reserve. Are you in the system of reserve uh, I, service? I specifically am not because I was in the Navy and they don't really have reserves. Wow. Unfortunately. but um, You'd prefer if you were. I would love to. Wow. <laughs> See, the Americans listening right now can't, can't relate to this. <laughs> yeah. But this this, this the, 23-year-old guy would prefer yeah, but to this be is, in Miluim. This is the chinuch they get right. in the yeshiva. And most of the chevre, you know, they, they're going to combat units and they... Do after Miluim, right. I mean, it's... You know, I've told this story before. You might appreciate this as an ole. Uh, when my sister moved to Israel, so and she met her husband in Israel and had had children in Israel, um, so <laughs> it was time for my nephew's first field trip. You know what a field trip is from school, right? So she's assuming that it's going to be, you know, a trip to a museum or, you know, one of the other things that people do here in the U.S., right? She, she didn't realize it was like a 30-kilometer hike. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what a field trip means in Israel for first graders. So <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very different world, to say the least. Anyway, um, Michal, unless there's something else you want to add, I'm going to encourage our listeners to get in touch with you. And please visit, because really that's that's what it's all about. People, if they do want to support the cause, I assume there's a way to do that online, right? Is there a website? Or? Yes, there is a website, kiryatshmona.com. Simple as that? Yes, simple as that. And that supports and the then yeshiva? You, and then you go to, uh, you know, there is a globe, so right. it's uh, in, in English, and then you, they tell you how, if you want to, to support. So, so they can support the yeshiva there at kiryatshmona.com? Yes. Okay. So and kir- that- Oh, yes. Dot, dot org? Dot org, dot org, sorry. Dot org. So Shmona. And we also have now a new Facebook, uh, so maybe Daniel will tell Daniel, you how. Daniel, can you tell us about the Facebook page? Yeah, there's a new Facebook page with our, our updates. We have kind of some of our brochures up there, updates about our visits to our soldiers, packaging our, our goodies to our soldiers, packaging for the needy families in Shmona. Nice. Yeah. Can people donate through that? Is there a link anywhere on that Facebook page? There will be. Okay, and that, and that simply search on Facebook here at Shmona? Kiryat Shmona Yeshiva. Kiryat Shmona Yeshiva on Facebook, kiryatshmona.org. 
if people want to donate through the website, and if anybody wants to visit, which we think is the most effective way to become a partner, you get in touch with Michal Natan. You spend two amazing hours traveling. By the way, just the trip must be an amazing thing. Right. I'm serious. The the views of Israel right and left must be incredible. Uh, you get to spend an amazing uh, couple hours uh, on the bus up to Kiryat Shmona. You spend this day in Kiryat Shmona, and you become uh, a partner with what they're doing in Kiryat Shmona. Michal Natan's phone number is 052-566-5461. Her email is michal.natan.1959 at gmail.com. You wanted to say? Yeah, I wanted to say one more thing. We came out now with a project for bar and bat mitzvah boys and girls nice. that we offer them to, you know, as part of their bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah celebration right. if they want to be involved in a tzedakah program, a project. So we offer them to do one of these three uh, uh, projects. One is every month we send packages to our chayalim, to mm-hmm. our soldiers that are now in the army. So we invite them to come to the yeshiva to pack with us the packages and then... If we go to visit our chayalim and their babies, they will join us. Right. If not, we'll go and give the chavilot, uh, the packages to the soldiers that are on the northern border. Nice. This is one option. Another option is this uh, bar mitzvah program with the secular kibbutzim. So we ask for the boy, the bar mitzvah boy here, to twin with a bar mitzvah boy in the kibbutz. And then they, when they come to Israel, they will meet, we'll make something you know, a nice meeting, and they get to know each other and maybe study together, and that's another uh, project. And the last one is that we, for years already, we have a gmach that we pack every month 160 food uh, packages for wow. needy, needy families. and All we, in the area of Kiryat All in the area of Kiryat and we invite the bar mitzvah boy and his family to help us to pack the packages, and then we deliver it. And uh, about this project, the Gmach, I would like to say that usually we gave to 160 families. Unfortunately, because we don't have enough uh, money for that, so we needed to cut on 20 families, and we would love to, you know, get Expand back. that again. Yes, again. And, of course, for the young ladies, you would do a Bat Mitzvah program of, as well. Same thing. Yeah, there's right. two projects, mitzvah. yes, except the, the Bar Mitzvah boy in the right. case. I think it's less matim, but, right. and, uh, of course, when you come to us... It will be a part of a whole day uh, to you like we offer Correct. to other people. Well, I thank you both, and I, uh, and I encourage this audience, spread the word. Go to Kiryat Shmona, spend the day. You'll be there forever, uh, quote-unquote, or at least in your heart you'll be there forever helping them out. Uh, 052-566-5461 for Michal Natan or michal.natan.1959 at gmail.com. I thank you very much for being thank here today. Thank you for the opportunity. A pleasure. And, uh, Daniel, I wish you the best. Please send our best to... Uh, to um, uh, all of your relatives, all your aunts and uncles and grandparents, and uh, maybe we can get Matt Stafford to come to Kiryat Shmona one day. That would be nice. Wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) Toss the football around up north in Israel. More coming up. It is a Thursday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.